Today on the Andy Chen Talk Show, we have Ministry of Funnies, Harash and Terence. Uh, I met the both of them at a YouTube Creators Workshop whereby they shared generously about everything, like how to succeed in YouTube. They are uh, amazingly knowledgeable people, uh, very big-hearted, very generous, very generous. Today we talk about um, what our aspirations are. We talked about uh, what the uh, the YouTube and the screen media industry is like in Singapore, our hopes and dreams for our media industry. I think you guys will learn a lot from this episode. You guys will definitely enjoy it. But before we begin, I want to say a big thank you to Huone Singapore for sponsoring our location. And also, don't forget that this video is also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker and Stitcher. Enjoy. We begin by... Uh, introducing yourselves in mm-hmm. the way that you want to be known as. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you want to say like macho, hairy man, it's <laughs> up to you. <laughs> then why I let the viewer decide? Uh? <laughs> I don't think there's any Because like, it's clearly macho and hairy. Uh. Um, yes. Yeah. So there's, yeah. I'm Mr. Macho and Mr. Hairy. Uh. Sure. So I mean it's hairish. <laughs> that one also is okay, a joke since primary one. Uh, since primary one. Uh. Since primary six, uh, puberty. Yeah. Okay. But I'm Harish, co-founder of Ministry of Funny. And Terence, the other co-founder, other I would co-founder. suppose. The co-founders. Like. Yeah, behind, co-founders. I'm, I'm the one behind the camera. He's the one mostly in front of it. But you're yeah. also in front of the camera sometimes. Uh, sometimes. I saw yeah. some thumbnail, you're like... Yeah, when we yeah. need to... When we need Who's a, that? Yeah, when we need the racist, <laughs> racist Chinese guy, then I'm the guy. La. Yeah, yeah he's, the, the role, he's yeah. a good racist Chinese person. <laughs> good racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fits the bill yeah. perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah. perfectly. But how, okay, how, what, what will you consider yourself as career-wise? YouTuber? Uh... I would say YouTuber in the sense that we make content yeah. for YouTube, mm. but I would consider myself a writer, director, actor, producer. Yeah. I think because mm. coming up from YouTube, you kind of have to do everything. Yeah. yeah. And now, which is a good thing, I feel. And now we are also trying to build ourselves, our street cred as writers. Because we started off on yeah. YouTube doing on the street stuff, which is not the most scripted. You still need to have the concept in mind, yeah, but a lot of it is on the fly. But then now we're doing more, more scripted stuff. So yeah, I would say four of those. Uh. You forgot failure in life. Uh. Yeah, failure, failure by Singaporean standards, failure in life. <laughs> Fail, by family standards also, failure in life. Not doctor. Not doctor, not engineer, not banker. Yeah. Right. Uh, not, yeah, so... You give up come to the room engineer. of failure. <laughs> 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 like, we're all losers. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, but at least you signed, last time you signed with Mediacorp, this one, don't even, never even No, no Mediacorp. Hey, but got HBO, okay. Uh. Yeah. But not signed, but. But not signed, not signed. <laughs> that's no true, lah. No stable contract. Yeah. How you live Use one time, then I don't Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. Failure in hey, life. A bit yeah. too close to reality, really. Let's that's why I cannot talk, man. Talk so much, now you? Yeah, okay, yeah, you. So at least you married, lah. I don't even marry So you consider yourself like a. Filmmaker la, almost right, basically like a everything yeah, I was like filmmaker. Else. But filmmaker, the traditional sense is like just filmmaker, you know, like the artsy kind. Oh. Whereas I do act, I like acting. Uh, through YouTube, I also need to produce and write and act. Mm. So that's what my Wikipedia entry should say. Uh. Harish Chilani is a famous actor, writer, director, comedian. Do you oh, just yeah, add the word famous also. yourself in front? <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> He did. That's the kind of thing. That's why I tell myself with. in the mirror every morning, you are famous. Okay, people give a shit about you. Yeah. Most morning. famous Indian in Singapore, la, right? Actually, I don't know. Eh. Dikosh is half Indian. Huh? Oh, Kishan also. Now, now Kishan, the wild banana uh, guy who everyone... Can I swear? Can, yes. Yeah, everyone... 
Like, Please do. You know Kishan from Wabrana? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah, so he's this Indian guy, Wabrana. Like, someone I, I really like as a person. He, okay, yeah. But fucking people always mistake me for him. Yeah. Actually, mistake I, him I, for I, me. I mistake, I mistake you too. Yeah. But he's like a younger... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's, he's, he's younger, younger than you. He's, right. he's, he's like nine he's like years younger cleaner, than me. Yeah. like very yeah, cleaner, cleaner, more cleaner. more jack and all. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, but, is this like lighter? Like ah, no, actually about the same. It's just the hair, I think, makes everything darker. Yeah, so I feel like we're going to very scary, like, <laughs> like scary territory now. Like, let's not go there. I thought my intro finished already. Yeah. <laughs> Harish, Harish. Harish. Yeah. I haven't finished yet, I haven't finished yet. Yeah. But yeah, yeah most, like. one of the more famous Indians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, below, I mean, Kumar is like legend. Yeah, yeah, legend. Yeah, below legend status. Yeah, yeah that's true. I think one of the more famous Man. ones. Correct, uh. correct. Yeah. Definitely. Not bad, what? Yeah, okay, not bad. My self-esteem back to normal already. <laughs> can we now finally move to character? Yeah, my attention uh, served already. Okay, can. Uh, writer, producer, and sometimes director, uh, depending. Uh. Sometimes director? Uh, because I, I also do like corporate stuff mm. outside as well. But that stuff is so boring, it's not worth talking about. Uh. Yeah. But, but yeah. It, I mean, it pays the bills, but it's not the most fun thing out there. Yeah, like, right. But, but this yeah, is your, like, MOF is your passion now, right? Actually, yeah, yeah, actually, MOF is the core of the business. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The corporate gigs, like... So, corporate gigs is... Uh, Terrence does the, the corporate stuff, whereas for me, fully on MOF. But most of so our... So, he gets to do all the, like, tedious, dirty jobs. Uh, then yeah, yeah. Do all the then fun. he gets to... Yeah, he gets to go yeah. casting. Then you the, the profit. Oh, no, no, no. The corporate yeah. stuff is, is... So, MOF is something we yeah. co-own. Yeah. But the corporate stuff, because... What happened is uh, he started his production house when I was still in my previous job mm. and then I joined him to work on MOF. Yeah. yeah, Ministry of Funny. Right. So, so, so Ministry of Funny is the core yeah. of our time. I mean, we say production house in a very loose way. La. Yeah. Just having a DSLR running around was a production house last time. Yeah. Uh, still is what? Still is. But now Ministry of Funny is more, yeah, like we're really trying to make it like a comedy brand. No? Yeah. So, mm. But I don't dare to say that I, I'm a comedian either. Because I, I, I stand next to all these fuckafas and Rishi and all. And then yeah, like, so but you're like, funny in your own way because you look so serious, but when you talk shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then one. No, but it's true. The comedian comes with the weight of like yeah. everything you see must be funny. Yeah. 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 Like in general, so I think people, when they meet me in person, they somewhat disappointed that I'm not as a hey guys like hey Andy yeah. what's up oh my god oh my yeah. god I feel like watching yeah. your videos yeah. yeah. but that's that's funny la, when people realise that you aren't actually like yeah. that crazy zany funny and then you're like kind of awkward like uh, excuse me can I I don't eat uh, meat on Tuesdays you know can, I, can we don't go to a McDonald's that's, that's him la, he yeah, is. I really am vegetarian on Tuesdays yeah, not yeah. because yeah, there's nothing to do with the conversation. <laughs> no, but please, 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 like, I don't think anybody can move on without like answering that question. Yeah. Because, yeah. so I'm born a Hindu. I'm not the most religious. But being vegetarian on Tuesday is something that my mom has been practicing since young. Oh. So, I don't eat beef and I'm vegetarian on Tuesdays. Mainly because I know it means a lot to my mom. Which means, like, you pick your battles. Uh. I do that, it makes her happy. Then I can do other stuff without her nagging me. Uh. No, but yeah. she doesn't know what, when, she's not, when she's not around. Uh, that's true, but I also feel it is a good practice to practice abstinence at certain points in your life. Uh. Because just for the control sake. Yeah, like just you... for control. Because to me, self-control is a muscle uh, and it can be trained. Yeah. And the more you use it, the more you exercise self-restraint in certain aspects of your life. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. And also, it, gets, it allows me to annoy people like him. Of course, Tuesday, right? Every Tuesday, our office, when we go for lunch, I'm like, guys, we need to go there. Then you can see 
Yeah, they'll be fine, yeah. but inside, I know they're like, and fuck this guy. Like, just then, yeah, then after that, he's sad. He's sad. Then I feel worse <laughs> after that. Then I even, guilt trip. Why do you think I'm an actor? Yeah. I need attention. Yeah. 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 So I asked him, like, when we went, when we travelled together, yeah. the time difference now is Tuesday in Singapore, but it's not Tuesday it in doesn't work in like that. Like, you cannot look for the technicalities. <laughs> then sometimes after midnight, can eat already. I'm like, no, Are you like, having a like, bedroom like, argument? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the passive oh, aggression, right? Oh, 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 yeah, we're yeah. complaining yeah. to you about each other. Yeah. 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 I can tell you. Make perfect match. Yeah. yeah, so actually this morning I was talking to uh, Dikosh also uh-huh. and we were just talking about like how, how YouTube is actually not very lucrative, like it's not a very mm-hmm. lucrative business. Mm-hmm. But do you all agree with that or do you all think actually it's actually quite a good money-making machine? Mm-hmm. I would say, I would say it can be money-making, but okay, because the, the tricky thing given that we are in the creative industry, right, yeah. is balancing the creative pursuits with the commercial pursuits. Yes. I think if we wanted to be a much bigger channel, we wouldn't, we would do different types of content. Mm. And with that comes more views, more brands wanting to work with us and potentially more lucrative. Yes. Uh, so I think it, there's potential to be lucrative, but there's also the need to balance it with your creative aspirations. So, but that being said, I think it can be lucrative, but it's a long-term game. Because the only reason I'm in it, and I think I speak on behalf of Terrence also, we know that there's a lot of potential in this area. And by area, I don't mean just YouTube. I mean the, the TV and movies and just content. Yeah. There's a lot of money to be made, but it is a long-term game because Singapore's industry is, is still a very uh, nascent, like nascent stage where there's a lot of potential, but in the long term, I can see the, the light. But, but, but yeah. funny that Dikosh would say it because... Then he started on YouTube. That, that's why he got a lot of these radio gigs. Yeah, no, he's, he's not saying that it's not a good leverage. He's mm-hmm. saying that it's not you can't monetizable. Oh, okay. It's okay. not if, very monetizable. If, yeah, if it's YouTube itself, yeah, like, yeah it's, it's terrible. terrible. La. Like, yeah. you don't, you so it is terrible. Nothing from it. It's a no, fact. No, I think what you're talking is AdSense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. AdSense. 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 Like the first five second pre-roll, the first advertising, the in the middle, those YouTube-given commercials are very bad. Yeah. Also, when you say lucrative, you mean like lucrative meaning the Singapore lucrative five, the five C's kind of thing or just like enough to I would say like, yeah, like I think in people's mindset, when you look at like, like, Tianhao uh, or like Click Network, they're looking at like the million subscribers mm, people. They would think that, you know, when you have a million subscribers, you should be driving Maseratis and yeah, which yeah. Tianhao is, but like big cars and big houses. Is it that money making or is it actually quite a struggle to make money on just if you are yeah. like a full-time YouTuber, then yeah. you don't do anything else? I would say it is a struggle. It uh, is a, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I was going to say like, I mean, it, it kind of depends on, on what you see as a uh, lucrative are like mm. all the doors that open to you through YouTube I think that if you tried it the traditional way it'd be a lot harder la, yeah. right so so if you need to drive a Maserati uh, YouTube's not the best place to, to be la, I think mm. um, but if you're talking about lucrative in the sense of the opportunities and, and the, the, the you know like, like you say la, the leverage that you yeah. get you doing YouTube then I think it is more lucrative than a lot of conventional things like uh, being a creative in an advertising agency then thinking that that will make you like uh, be able to transition to writing or acting one day. Yeah. That's a bit tougher. So it's yeah. really, it's lucrative for attention and influence? Uh, I would say, like, okay, so to balance that with what I said about it being a struggle, yeah. like, I do see a lot of potential, but it's a struggle because it really depends on how much you are willing to work your ass off. Mm. Because it, technically, uh, as a YouTuber or creative, uh, uh, in being a, in the creative industry where 
I mean, our team is not super huge. We scale up and down for different productions, but essentially, it's our small team. La. And yeah. if you are not willing to work your ass off, right, nothing's going to happen. Because you can be like, I used to be in a corporate job, and there are some days where you can come to work, and you know what? I fucking, I don't want to do any work today. You just, but you still get your shit done. Other people might cover for you. This one, if like you take a day off, right, it's almost like fuck. You 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 lose traction, like it's almost like you need to keep moving, like. So in that sense, it's a struggle because uh, six months down the road, like the industry changes so fast. YouTube can flip a switch, and the whole algorithm changes, and you can get fucked over. Like. Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. So in that sense, it's a struggle. But to me, it's a worthwhile struggle because there is a lot of potential. So potential in what sense though? So like let's say okay let's say it is only through YouTube where a bunch of 30 uh, early 30 year old people who never were in media can get uh, like videos seen by hundreds of thousands of people can get a gig with HBO where mm. we were associate producers and I was a lead yeah. actor with no acting experience. Yeah. Uh, and if you think about it for an actor to get a, a gig like that it is it is quite a, a big thing, but no acting experience. It is a very big thing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and to start, I studied like we studied nothing to do with film. Mm. We entered the industry, you could say, at a very late age, mm. uh, where our friends are all getting married, popping babies, and all. Mm. So, but it is only through the internet where, because if I was thirty-two and I went to a casting agency, I'm like, you know what, I want to uh, audition for this HBO gig. Confirm will never happen. But thankfully, with uh, YouTube, where we could film whatever we wanted. Put it online and let the audience decide whether it's whether it's good or not. Right? That was that was a a, a very helpful thing. Like. So, I what I mean uh, what I meant is that is there's potential to be lucrative, mm-hmm. but you need to find your way there. It's not a direct kind of like yeah. I do it and then I earn money kind yeah, of. Yeah, because there are certain yeah. jobs you get in, you know that there's a high chance you can be lucrative. And <laughs> I mean certain jobs, I mean like maybe like if you start off as a lawyer, mm-hmm. your base salary is really there, like, You know. Yeah. If you start off as a YouTuber. You have no base salary, like negative, yeah. Yeah. because you have to buy equipment. Exactly, yeah. 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 yeah, But you talk to Jillian. I mean, like she's like a huge success story, right? She's yeah. not even in front of the camera, but yes. she was there at the start when YouTube was like, "What the hell is this nonsense?" Yeah, she was still telling me that like you upload ten videos, like eight or now, then like don't don't successfully yeah. upload. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. But yeah. now you ask her, is YouTube lucrative? I think, I mean, that's the only Definitely. reason. Yeah, yeah, that they, they are doing so well. Yeah. And and why I say that it can be very lucrative is because for me, what I uh, what we are working towards is making content that really goes global. Because mm-hmm. in, in Singapore, I think that you get movies that are art house, which is great, but then you get movies that are super commercial to the point the product placement doesn't even make sense to the story, <laughs> which makes me die a little bit inside. But I do think there's potential for a movie that is good, it tells a good story, and can appeal to the global audience. And that's where I think there's a lot of money potential. Like and a that's bit what, of a hybrid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, you see certain movies like, I would say even using uh, regional examples like, okay, Ong Bak is a martial arts film, yeah. but it did very well. Have you seen Pimak, the Thai movie about uh, this? Pimak, you've seen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I think it was quite, quite popular though. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it was, it's, a, it's a Thai uh, horror legend, yeah. but they made a movie which actually did very well internationally and it was a horror comedy and that blew my mind because I enjoyed it and I fucking hate horror. Mm. And then you get movies like What We Do in the Shadows, which was an independent movie in New Zealand that took a very simple concept, putting vampires in modern day Wellington and it became popular around the world. Mm. So to me, I think Singapore has so many stories to tell and Singapore is just another first world city. Granted, there are some cultural uh, norms that may, you might not find in other cities. But I think a lot of the themes we face in Singapore are themes that other people in other similar cities face. So, right. like, you look at topics like, I don't know, the foreigners coming in. 
Yeah. And not in a bad way. It's a natural thing, like, you know, people yeah. go in other countries. It's something Singaporeans face, but it's something that every city yeah, yeah. faces. Mm. So if you tell a story at its core about foreigners entering your country, why can't it resonate with other people? Right. Now, I think a lot of movies that do well at the box office in Singapore tend to be very Singapore-focused, very, like, want to capture the Singapore market, must be half China, Mandarin, must be half English, which I don't mm. believe in, like. mm. I think there's potential to tell a story that can really travel the world. So you're planning to yeah, make so, a... Yeah, we're, we're, we already have a bunch of pitches for TV and movie concepts, some of which mm-hmm. have one-page treatments, three-page treatments, mm-hmm. and I truly believe they are able to travel the world. So basically, MOF is like production house, right? It's moving uh, in that direction. Like it's not just a YouTube channel, but yeah. you are planning to pitch for programs and like create yeah. content yeah, yeah, for yeah, all yeah. sorts of different yeah. platforms. Yeah. Yeah. More, yeah. Like a, more like a studio, because production house, mm, I think, sounds like... You just you, get people hired. come to us mm. uh, with a concept we execute yeah. when we don't actually do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so YouTube is still going to be a big part of whatever we want to do. Because yeah. even if we, when we create a movie, the trailers can be debuted on our channel. Yeah. And we still right Again, now, it's a leverage, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we might not be the biggest channel in Singapore, but we still have a following of about 170,000 people, yeah. which is not a small number. Not, not, especially not on YouTube. It's yeah, a very exactly. high number on YouTube. So, so we can use our platforms to kind of uh, amplify whatever we do in other other mm. uh, platforms. Like. So we have movie pictures we're working on, TV pictures we're working on. We just had our first live event, uh, Valentine's Day at the projector. Mm. So mm. that's also stuff that we want to do. Like. Mm. Because all these projects, the bigger the project, the longer it takes to get off ground. Yes, I know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You Film can't, projects and TV projects are yeah, exactly. no small feat. Mm. So you can't really put all your eggs in that basket. You yeah. need to be working on that, but you also need to do the smaller projects that, that kind of offer... Uh, different uh, opportunity for revenue to come right. in. But right now, mm-hmm. like for MOF, the revenue it's coming from uh, I think YouTube. Yeah. Like, do you all do? Pro- I mean, I know you have a production house, but yeah. that's separate. From- separate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. MOF itself, without the production house, it's able to sustain. It's mm. doing well. Branded it's doing content. Branded content. Branded content. Branded content. Branded yeah, content. Yeah. 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 So, so that's partnership. That's a great news, which yeah. means that it is sustainable. It is, right? yeah, 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 it is. It is definitely sustainable. It is. Yeah. So actually, I, I I do when I watch your videos, I do. Um, see a pattern which mm. is quite which mm. is exactly what you guys are talking about which is like yeah. a hybrid yeah right because um, you guys are not young anymore like wine it's like wine exactly, anyway, exactly yeah but like for YouTube a lot of a lot of content are still catered for like the younger mm. audiences mm. right so when you all came in, you are like you said, you are considered the older, older school, yeah. oldest, yeah. oldest. Yeah. I think oldest. when we started, oldest. we were the oldest. Like we, when we started, Dikosh, Mona, Erzy had been in it for damn long, really. Yeah. But they were f- so much younger than us. <laughs> yeah. So these two updates suddenly joined. It's very. I, I feel uncomfortable at parties with all YouTubers because <laughs> they will come and ask me, "How old are you?" And then I'm like, "Oh, 35." Married, everything. Then like, oh shit! Oh shit! Never see an old person before. <laughs> what you were born in the eighties? What the fuck? Who gets married? <laughs> 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 so, but at least now we have a, a no, brand. No, we no, have no. some street cred. I yeah. remember the first yeah. event we went to with YouTubers, right? When we were like, I think just a couple of thousand subscribers, and then Sam Willows and Munaris and all know each other. Then we were just like. um yeah. Well, uh, just just standing there. I remember I borrowed a jacket because I didn't yeah. know how to dress for that kind of events. And then she goes, she's like, whoa, whoa dude, what's up, dude? Yeah. Whoa, you guys are old, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you see, okay. But I love, I love those pickup videos you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do something together. <laughs> so, it was really, so like, it was uh, really yeah. like because when we when we entered 2014, yeah, people like Shiger were like what 22, Munah oh, Hirsi were 23, yeah. 24. I was. 30, he was 32. Yeah, somewhere there. Yeah, really like different generation. Yeah. Really. yeah. 
So it was interesting lah. Yeah. But I think that's why our content also, it's uh, I guess maybe it's stuff that we want to talk about, which mm. is the issues that are not the lightest issues. Yeah, yeah, not the lightest. Yeah, but it's stuff that we like to talk about lah. And comedy is a nice way of talking about it. How do you come up with like? How do you decide on what what kind of topic to? Uh, I guess aside from branded content because branded content you already have some sort of starting yeah. point uh, like uh, I think we generally are always throwing out ideas amongst mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. Uh, certain times when there are like if, uh, milestones like Valentine's Day or something we might think okay Valentine's Day is coming out what can we do yep. yeah. but generally regularly with our team we, we hold this thing called like, like an open brain blast like, where we sit down How in a room how big is our team? Uh, right now four yeah. Including the two of you? Yeah, including so the two of us. So yeah. And we, have, we, have, we regularly have interns. Yeah. So max five. But for a shoot, we, we can scale up to like 20, 30 people for mm. a web series or something. That's okay. when we roll Yeah, like the freelancers. And, uh, yeah, yeah, freelancers. Yeah. So, so within the four of us, every month or every few weeks, we, we will just have a session where we sit down, we throw up ideas that we've all been thinking about, mm. we talk through it and then we rank it. Mm. Uh, and we do that. So now at any point in time, I can tell you there are like 15 ideas that we want to work on at some point. Yeah, because when I first started this, I always thought, you know, creativity comes, inspiration, you sit there, something knocks in your head. Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. bullshit. La. That's what I've learned. La. Like, part of being creative is you just have to keep shitting out ideas uh, because you can't wait for inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. It's better, if you don't come up with one idea, you have to come up with 20 and throw away 19, la, as opposed to sitting there, like, yeah, yeah, waiting. Yeah. And it helps when you're like, working yeah. in a group of people. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, shut up, shut up, let me, let, wait, let the inspiration hit me yeah, yeah, alone, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, solo. Yeah, That's yeah, what I used yeah. to do, so I realized that. Yeah. I'm we, not that smart. <laughs> no, we, we try to be as democratic as possible. Uh. Okay. So everyone has a, you know, a minute or five minutes mm. to pitch the idea. Mm. And everyone votes on the ideas. So internally in the team, we, we know that, okay, it cannot be the loudest person in the room that yeah. has a final say. Everybody needs to have a say. So no matter whether you're, you know, you're quiet or you're a very loud kind of person or you're a guy or girl, whatever, your idea will have one minute of time. You have to yeah, sell it right. to everyone. It's like being a director, you kind of got to download your brain kind right. of and let everyone know what is this direction you're talking about huh? because I mean yeah. I think everyone has been in those creative brainstorm moves yeah. where everyone comes with a blank slate then we're like okay let's think of an idea yeah. then we'll shout 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 which after going through some in my previous job in the corporate world I yeah. fucking hate like. so now our process is also we will decide okay uh, if we keep it totally open you can pitch any idea sometimes we have a team like. yeah. then we amongst our team we're like okay uh, in, on Friday, we'll sit down and discuss this, come up with five ideas. Mm. And then we yeah. each do our homework in our own time. So when we go there, we already have 20, 20 ideas, ideas on the board. They might mm. all suck and all that, but you have yeah, one minute to pitch it. La. And I think, given that we are in somewhat the business of communication, right? Yeah. You make a video, you want to communicate to other people. If you can't communicate what's in your head to just mm. three people around you, it might be a great idea, but if you can't sell it, then... Cause, That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, even whatever movie pictures and TV pictures we're working on, it might be a genius idea, but if yeah. we can't sell it to someone, right, yeah. we're never going to make it. So it's also yeah. part of our practice for just to try and... Because sometimes, like, wow, this idea in my head, fucking good. But when I talk it, talk, try and articulate it, I can't. And that's yeah. the first sign of like, okay, you haven't talked Maybe through it enough. Maybe it's not that, not that yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so it's like exactly. the logline of a movie. Like. Yeah. You can have the greatest movie, but if your logline sucks... The production executive is not going to buy it. Yeah. And yeah. it's the reality. Like, I think you can be the, the artist who really wants to create it in your vision and screw the commercial aspect. But any movie you want to do, anything, you need funds to do it. Like. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't want to be funding stuff out of my own pocket. Yeah. Because I think the whole concept of a struggling artist really annoys me. Because it hmm. it's almost uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. inculcates this, this, this belief that to be an artist, you have to struggle. I think you, you can have your, everyone has their own struggles. 
uh, and it's through struggles that maybe you think about stuff but I, gen- I do believe that you can make a living as an artist yeah. la. so the whole struggling artist so there's such thing as like a rich artist la, of right? course yeah. <laughs> I want to be rich I certainly hope so yeah. I certainly hope so everybody yeah. wants to be a rich yeah, artist I want to be rich and I want to do I want to make a commercial success yeah. of course not to the extent where it's a shit movie like um, like the fa- things like the Fast and Furious while I really respect they make a lot of money yeah, uh, yeah just kind of things I'm like oh I watched that I'm like what the hell is this shit so I think but then you Fast see Fast and Furious like Fast and Furious like 8 I remember yeah. I was in the cinema I was like why the hell did I waste money watching this it's fun man I, didn't, see, I hated it okay when I watched it I, was I like, hated it what the fuck is this but I would love to shoot that yeah exactly <laughs> you exactly. still want to yeah, yeah. no not, not for you, no, you okay Transformers is where I draw my line uh, okay. Transformers is really after you watch it you're like like really, Michael? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? It probably made a shitload of money, like. The last one did decent overseas, yeah. mm. but, but then I, in, in US, it didn't do that well. I guess the most current example would be Get Out, right? Did you see Get Out? A little bit, Snippet. a little bit. Because my wife was watching it, then I just oh, it like Jordan Peele oh. is one of my heroes. He was already one of my comedic heroes, yeah. And then now, like you see the the story, right? It's it's all about the storytelling. No need CGI, no need effects mm. and all. But oh, that blew my mind, and it's something that resonated with people around the world. Mm. So that's something mm. that and it was it was made on a five million dollar budget, which is still a decent budget. Five, five million, million, five million. Five million. Mm. and then made like two hundred fifty million. It's low for an American office. like blockbuster Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's still relatively. Yeah, so the story high. was at its core Yeah. Okay, so, I'm gonna watch it again because yeah, it's yeah. really good. The rating is madness, it. and the yeah. awards is madness. You don't get yeah. a film like that. Yeah, it's there. really good. And, 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 and the crazy thing is that the film that he, they made before that was Keanu about Yeah, I watched that! Cat. Oh my god, how can I watch that and not watch Get Out? I feel ashamed cat. of myself. And then the next film, he wins <laughs> the Academy Award for... Yeah. Oh, he wrote writing. that. He wrote Keanu. With Michael I mean, Binky. it's with the same together, group that did like, Key and Peele, yeah, the yeah. director, Keegan. Wow. Uh, yeah, they, they wrote, yeah, they wrote it together. Do you watch it? I didn't see it, but I mean... You're just, you just not admitting it. You just want to leave me in the ditch, right? <laughs> yeah, you I watch Keanu, you don't watch Get Out. Hello! Your priorities yeah, went. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This Talking year, cats. like somehow, I think I hit my quota of like like good like art good art films. Mm. So like, uh, even like, what was the one? The Gay the gay Show. Call Me By Your Name, is it? Call Me By Your Name. Uh, I yeah. actually got tickets at SGIFF, but I didn't go and watch it. I couldn't oh. bring myself to I think I was, I'm a bit burnt out with like, slower season. films. Yeah. Yeah, but right. Get Out was not slow. Yeah, but Get Out is not slow. Get Out, I was very worried because it yeah, gave yeah. me the like whole, like, you know, the perch and uh, then oh, the no, no, jaw, no, no, no. Uh, what is that, no. jigsaw, that, that yeah, whole like series, yeah. it felt like it was one of those, then yeah, I was like, hostel like, and that kind of gore yeah. shit, is it? Uh, maybe no, no. not so much, but, get out is yeah, good. I, I, I mean, I, get I, out, I, I guess it, it is also the perfect timing, because the whole racial issue is huge in the US, yeah. so that, I think, played a large part in getting it, getting it that much traction, but objectively, it is a really good movie, yeah. and it's, it's somewhat, horror, somewhat comedy, yeah, yeah, somewhat I saw a, like clips of it, it's just like, weird, I remember like, we saw the trailer in our office. Mm, we we like two we years laughed. ago. We were like, "What the fuck laughed, is this?" Because yeah. <laughs> the trailer is damn weird. Yeah. yeah, you don't know whether it's horror or comedy. But then it came out. Oh, it's so, amazing, but, eh? but this year you haven't hit your quota for talking cat movies yet, nah. <laughs> still, still can, still can squeeze in. I think I, I watched. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was very tired that day, and then like, I just didn't want to sleep. Then like, I yeah. was just like, Keanu, let's Keanu. watch Keanu. <laughs> so you watch the whole thing. Eh? I'm not gonna admit that on camera. <laughs> so it was really that bad. Eh? It, I don't think it was that bad. Oh, it was, I mean, it's stupid. But, yeah, but some stupid bad. movies but can like, be yeah, amazing. Yeah, I mean, Key and Peele, they are funny people. Yeah, so they yeah, are, the yeah, film is funny. Yeah. It is yeah. funny, I find. Okay, yeah. but let's get back to your channel. Yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. yeah. So, like I was saying that, the, like your channel, I see this recurring theme, which is hybrid. Like you guys mm. are trying to bring out like serious messages, but you're trying to bring it in a very, yeah. like a lighter tone. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It doesn't work all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it correct. doesn't work all the time. It doesn't work all the time. Like, mm-hmm. your, your channels are one of those channels whereby 
a good like a, a viral video and a non a video then thing take off it can yeah, be yeah, like yeah. and I, I don't yeah. see that anywhere else yeah, you know like yeah, look yeah. at other channels usually even if the, the distance is not that far yeah, but for yours it's like <laughs> 2 million views and 10,000 yeah, you know yeah, yeah. like does that like bother you I mean in a way okay wait, let, me, let me rephrase this question mm-hmm. like with your following and with your audience don't you just yeah. want to feel like doing safe videos that like status quo videos because you guys have yeah. done that as well yeah. right and it works mm-hmm. it works mm-hmm. if you're, at your channel it works so if it's lucrative if it works then why don't just keep doing that mm. you answer no go ahead uh, I think no. it is okay like going, your first question of whether it bothers bothers us yeah. I do feel bothered mm. uh, when, we, when we upload a video and it doesn't do well yeah. I do the next day my mood is a bit off uh. I think it's getting less and less but I also tell myself that okay so a big part of our approach is that so like whenever we work on a video right we never stick to a particular format so when we think of a concept right we think okay what is the format of video that could do they could do that is something we want to do that also talks about it in a way that makes sense. Mm. That's why you look, we never have a particular yeah. format. Sometimes we've done 360 degree videos, sometimes on the street, sometimes scripted. And like you said, the whole the the range from most watch to least watch is huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. it's a conscious thing for us. Because we yeah, we do like to approach every concept as a standalone project and see what is the best way to do it. Mm. And we also know that if you wanted to do something that's safe, right? It could work, but it's not something that I'm motivated by. La. Because then it becomes like, I think one thing important for me is that every video we do, we do need to feel something for it. Mm-hmm. And the moment you don't feel something for it, then I'm like, why, why am I doing this? La? So it's a for gamble. the money, la, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, very clearly, the, we used to do a lot of the on-the-street pick-up videos, yeah. right? Yeah. You guys still do that now, right? No, 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 not picking up. Not picking up. Because... It got uh, to a point where we like, okay, what do we put out this week? Then we're not sure. Okay, Harish, you just go Orchard and pick up girls. Yeah. Uh, and it will get views. Yeah, it will we get know views. it will get views. We know that everybody loves to see you know, a girl giving phone number to a guy for some reason. So we, we know it can be done. We know that we just need like a camera and a sound guy. And yeah. then that's it. You know, very easy. Then after a while, we're like, is this really what you want to do for the rest of your life? Yes, yeah. Like, you know, we're like, be too... You guys t- are too old la, rest 30, of your yeah. life. <laughs> no, but it's true. Can you imagine yeah. a 33-year-old yeah, guy on the street there. talking to like a 20-year-old girl asking a number? How oh, fuck? But initially when you were doing it, how did you feel? No, I... <laughs> you were 30. Yeah, when you were 30. Okay, yeah, I was 30. It's okay when you were 30. <laughs> 33? Like, no, honestly, yeah. you, you can ask, ask Terrence, before every pickup shoot, right, I'll be like... I, it's not something mm. I genuinely enjoyed. I just yeah. knew that it would make a good video. Mm. And it's almost like when the camera goes on, I know my teammates are recording and it's not it's not easy to film. Because like seven hours we're out there, I'm just getting rejected, rejected. So every two, three minute video you see, be it uh, interviews or pick up, is really out there for a long time. So it's yeah. almost like I start, I don't, I don't think about it. La. Then by the end of the day, I'm just exhausted. La. But like uh, one big thing for us is always trying to level up from our previous video. La. Level up in what? In in be it the 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 quality quality the 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 concept itself because doing pick up yeah it's so one note right that even now right if you ask me to go out he get a camera with his phone I'm pretty sure we can create a video that can get fifty thousand views in the next few days mm-hmm. but how is it pushing us towards our goal like my goal is to make a, a movie a, a TV show that people watch and they really feel something like. yeah. and picking up girls on the street how the hell does that help that well, then in this day and age they get like <laughs> I don't know if you something yeah. hashtag me too everything yeah I mean even take around. that aside yeah. that is another development which yeah. doing it now it just is not kosher like. yeah. yeah so so to us every video even 
So when I said uh, it's a struggle to make uh, ends on uh, like make YouTube lucrative, it is a struggle because for us, from uh, like for us, it's a struggle balancing the what we want to do with what we need to do. Like I said, if we wanted to make it purely lucrative, right? Yeah, we do listicles all the way. Anytime we're Valentine's Day, we just uh, interview people on the street. What are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? And all mm-hmm. it'll get a lot of views, mm-hmm. But we have this end goal in mind. We want to make uh, feature films, TV shows, and live events that really resonate. And every video we do must at least push us in that direction, mm. yeah. uh, it, it, And we actually have a, a list of our mantras, la. Like if your video doesn't fulfill at least some of this, right? We throw it out. So la. what's the mantra? Mm. Something like does this push it, push us out of our comfort zone? Mm. Like like what he said, our pickup videos to re- at a point, right? Like I don't even need to think. We decide, okay, this right doing pickup. I don't need to prepare anything. Yeah. Just go on the street, blah blah blah, blah yeah, and we get yeah. yeah. Mm. You see that flop? It's like funny moments. It's true. It's true. If I'm arresting them, you're also complicit. I'm like the voyeur. Yeah, but we don't see. No, but but to be fair, must qualify that everyone who has appeared in our videos, we have gotten consent with from before, and I can generally say that that everyone who's been in our videos, like the experience, is something that they. I'm not say enjoy, enjoy, but they actually find funny or laugh about it, like, because we are very careful about that, like. Mm. Even the pickup videos, after that, it's only after I get assurance running multiple times, then we put them in. Mm. But, but, like what I was saying, one mantra is, does it push us out of our comfort zone? Uh, does it open us up to a new market? Mm-hmm. Uh, does it, is it something that at least one of us feels very strongly about, like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so every time, our process of coming up with ideas, when we rank it, right, it's almost inbuilt, we do think about it. Sometimes I really like an idea, but I feel like, wow, we've done this so many times, what's the point? Like? Yeah. And we are, mo- we, are, we are more willing to try something that we know could work well or could not work well. Like. Right. So even when we talk to clients, one question clients always ask us is, can you guarantee a number of views? And we tell them straight out, we can't. Like. Mm. If you want views, don't come to us. What we can guarantee you... That's the worst thing you can say to a client, isn't Actually, it? no, no. Mm. On, on the flip side, huh. it, like, thankfully, we have a brand now where clients are wanting to work with us and the best kind of client relationships are clients who believe in our approach and are willing to trust us to do something that could go super viral but could also fall flat. Like. Yeah, sure. Because we've worked with clients where ultimately you can tell that they are very apprehensive and they are not so risk-averse. Then we have to water down our concept which mm. if it's neither what we want or neither what they want, then it just becomes a pile of Nothing. shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the danger about being a hybrid. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. It's just like not here, not yeah. there. So yeah. we've walked away from gigs where they sometimes tell us, can you just do... 10 types of Deepavali snacks. And we like we tell them, we don't do listicles. Uh, is there a chance for us to pitch a concept? Like? They're like, uh, you can, but can you just do this? Then we just walk away. Like. And that one, sometimes the money is, oh. is good. So it's a very it's a very tough choice. Like. Yeah. But we know that every video we do, it needs to push us closer to our goal. And if it doesn't, right? Sometimes, not to say that we walk away from every gig. Yeah. Some gig, if we can find a compromise, because you do need to sustain yourself, like. So what I would say is every time we secure a gig, there's a strategic justification behind it. Like. Mm-hmm. It's either pushing us forward or it is lucrative in the sense that it gives us room to do something else. Like. Next time. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's no cookie-cutter approach to every client. Yeah. So what we guarantee clients is like, even though we can't guarantee an X number of views, what we guarantee you is that we will think of the most original concept, a concept that was probably no one else has thought of for this video. Like. Oh. And it could go super well, but oh, it could okay. also fall flat. And once they agree to that, right, you kind of know that they, there's, a, there's a level of trust, like, which is very important for us. Like, yeah. Because then, like, we do have clients we work with who are awesome to work with because mm-hmm. they are very open to hearing us out. Mm-hmm. And they give us the freedom to pitch an idea. And they appreciate the fact that by working with a YouTube channel, 
there is a certain brand, there is a certain following, there is a certain expectation of our fans, mm-hmm. uh, and and there needs to be the room for us to craft something. And there is yeah. the risk of overexposure on YouTube also. I think mm. one of the HBO execs very clearly said to us up front, he only contacted us because we didn't seem like the types that were just selling everything that, that was willing to pay oh, us. Oh, yes. Mm. So, so it was, I think it was a very conscious decision that, okay, they're on YouTube, but they're not that kind of, you know, yeah. YouTube channel. But you guys have, you guys took a lot of effort to take care of your brand, basically, yeah. instead yeah. of the short-term. It's a long-term, yeah. long-term yeah. decision. Yeah. No? It has yeah. to be the long-term. I think anyone who wants to enter this, they have to understand it is a long-term. Yeah. And there are times also when, like, we upload a video, next day got 2,000 views, I'm like, Ah. Actually, I just about to ask you this because I just watched the Labor Day video, ah. which I thought was amazing. Ah. Oh, yeah. It didn't do very well, yeah, mm-hmm. right? So, like, like when you make a video like that, I can tell it comes from the heart, and mm. then it there is a lot mm. of things you're trying to say, and then it's it's one of those like very sincere videos that yeah. that comes from a very raw, very intimate, yeah. and I and I really liked it. Yeah. I was surprised; I didn't expect yeah. to see mm. because the thumbnail and everything is like, hey, nice. But yeah. when I, when yeah. I went and watched it, I was like. Wow, this is actually very mm. it's something very different. Yeah. But and then after I look at the views, I'm like, hey, this thing do very yeah. well. Mm, yeah. Don't you get like like ah, fuck these dumb Singaporeans? Like what I mean, don't you feel mm. that like at all? Or I I wouldn't say I mean part of I mean I think previously I used to be like, why why aren't people appreciating our content? Yeah. But then now I've accepted the fact that people have preferences la, and you can't mm. fault them for having a preference. And and what has helped is my kind of uh, embracing the fact that okay, Singapore, Singapore is not the only audience in the world. Uh, we might capture one percent of Singapore. Uh, rather, we might capture fifty percent of Singapore with a very generic video. Mm. But I would rather capture one percent of the world. Mm. So content that might resonate with a few Singaporeans, I'm actually okay with, because the the concepts they were thinking about for movie and TV pictures, I genuinely believe that it can resonate with people outside Singapore. Yeah. So I think capturing more Singaporeans, yeah, it's a nice thing, but there's the whole world out there. Mm. And that's where, like, like last year we had a gig in LA where we worked with a, a guy there who started from YouTube and is now writing and directing his own movies for YouTube Red, for Hollywood. And if we saw it first, this guy started on YouTube and now he's he's producing his own movies. Which in Singapore, said to say, the ceiling is almost like, I don't know, Mediacorp or something. Which, <laughs> which to me, yes, I mean, is the reality. Yeah. But there's so much more out I, there. I feel that it's yeah. just... But you can tell, like, with time, yeah. that, that ceiling is breaking as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, um, I mean, there are rumors that Netflix is uh, gonna do like content with yeah. local yeah. production houses, and then yeah. HBO Asia, yeah, and then yeah. we are starting to have more projects. So it's not always just like our local exactly. yeah. broadcasting stations. Yeah, there are exactly, other exactly. opportunities, and even like even if they don't, it worst case scenario. You just somehow fuck out your own money and then like create something Goodness, first, yeah. and then you bring it overseas and sell, yeah, and that could work as well, right? So yeah. ex- actually. It's not so close to like just like, oh, if I'm a YouTuber, if mm. I'm just creating content for a YouTube yeah, yeah. channel, there's actually a lot of places you yeah. can expand to. And, and you'd be surprised, like, you know that Labor Day video, right? Yeah. That in its own got a lot of people contacting us. So it might not have reached everyone, mm-hmm. but it reached the people who really appreciated it. And yeah, we... I think even a minister, yeah. even a minister was sharing it or something like that. Yeah. Wow. And then somebody told us about it. And then I, I went to tell my parents because I thought... <laughs> It's like the proudest day of my life. Uh, for, <laughs> to tell my parents, got minister share. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's sometimes not about like how many people watching, yeah, but yeah, who it's watching. Who is exactly. watching, exactly. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you brought me over. I mean, I was so, just because of that video. Uh, that's oh, good yeah. to know. Hey. So, yeah. so that's what that's you were hot. saying about uh, like how does it annoy us that well, why can't Singaporeans appreciate it? I think you can't fault people for having mm-hmm. uh, their own preferences. Mm-hmm. And I think 
I used to be a lot angrier than about that, but then now to me like, yeah, Singaporeans are free to watch whatever they want. The mm. world is out there lah. So now it's almost like changing from like there, there's definitely stuff that I, I want to do to that appeal Singaporeans. And even the the stuff that we're working on for the longer form content, it is not like some generic thing that can be set anywhere in the world. It is set in Singapore, but at the theme level, it is something that's more universal lah. Because mm. I think Singapore, yeah. there's genuinely a lot of stories to be told. A lot. And I hate the fact that uh, outside Singapore. People, I think it's changing now. So, but people for the longest time had this uh, perception that Singapore is just robotic, sterile, no mm. personality. Especially when we study in the US, like my friends, I mean, some of them were just pure ignorance. But you can tell, like, they had a certain idea of what Singapore is like. Mm. When I think Singapore has so much stuff brewing under the surface, which doesn't get the time of day in the in the in the media. Which is why I think stuff like this, like your podcast, the podcast we're also trying to do, yeah. it kind of. Mm gives room for people to share more honestly. Because mm. I've been invited to shows on, on TV to talk about racial issues and it's just a fucking waste of time. Yeah. They just yeah. scratch the surface. They don't and then if you watch deep. the final cut, it's even worse. It's yeah. such, to me, it's like, what the hell is this? It, it serves no purpose at all. Yeah. It doesn't do anything and it's just like like checking the box. Yeah. Which to me is pointless. Yeah. Because you know it's funded and then they're supposed exactly. to make a to program say, like yeah. that and then they say, hey, I made a program about yeah. racial issues. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And no. they never think about whether the issues are talked about. They, and especially now in this day and age where every issue is so polarized, it's always us against them. If you just scratch the surface but you don't have the conversations between the, the polar opposites, like being, be it like uh, liberals versus conservatives, yeah. polit- politics and all yeah. that, everyone is just having their own echo chambers, right? When you need to have the conversations. Like. Yeah. But... In mainstream media, you'll never find that, which is why the internet is a great place. Yeah, especially locally. Yeah. I yeah. feel like we desperately need to have like conversations yeah, exactly. online. Yeah, so but it's, it's hardly like, I mean, I, I still don't see a lot of um, content out there that. Mm. I think that the written, that. written word is getting more. Like, you see outlets like Rice Media, even though some of the articles. <laughs> like the recent mm. ones. Yeah. But, but I think they are also trying to look at the underbelly of Singapore almost. Right. And you get like the new narrative, which. I think it's still in its infant stage, but yeah, you get you get people trying to to provide an outlet. Mm. So you feel that, that it is starting. I think it's changing. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the whole media industry is changing in Singapore. Just now we're talking about stand up comedy. Yeah. You know, like fast getting a Netflix yes. special. It's another milestone that's been reached. Like, yeah. uh, musicians like Sam Willows and Lin Ying and all that. Yeah. It's slowly la, slowly yeah. I mean, changing. But but like what Ben King from Sam Willows was telling us that. You know, sometimes in Singapore, we're too obsessed with like, oh, Singaporean subculture, you know, like Easties versus Westies. But actually, we're such a small... We're we're such a small community in this whole world, right? If we just do our content just for Singapore, you're really limiting yourself also. But the bigger things that you can talk about, any big city you go to, there's racism, there's there's, all all sorts of kinds of problems and and themes that people like to Mm. talk about that we try to do in our content, but uh, maybe a bit more local flavour here. Yeah, and then yeah. Singapore has gotten in world news, I think over the past year, for stupid things. Uh, like One was the, the government banning internet for all civil servants. Mm. So what, if you make a video about that, right, yeah. it, when it, the news comes out, immediately you, have, you poke fun at something that is global. Yeah. And you know, Singapore voted as the most boring most emotionless people most emotionless world, people like that, yeah. so to me that is perfect for to create a story science around science like. fiction, yeah. and also yeah. recently uh, recently right like what, 96% of people are pleased with our MRT service and like it boggles my mind how they can still publish articles like this when you look at the comments right everyone like, hello 
Yeah. Who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like an anti-propaganda campaign yeah. because it's so yeah. like in your face already. Yeah, so that's another thing that just boggles my mind. The people behind these articles, right? Do they know what's happening yeah. in the general, like what the society is talking about? Yeah. So that to me is also something hilarious. Yeah. In Singapore, we have the best like survey people. La. They know who to go to. <laughs> or what questions answers. to ask. <laughs> maybe it's always the same answer. group of yeah. people, like 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. they ask questions like, between Singapore and Malaysia, whose public transport you prefer? Uh, or something yeah, that's like that. That's a good la. way to yeah. Yeah, this all depends on the questions. Right? Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Okay, let's talk about like, screen, screen media, basically, yeah. like YouTube. Yeah. Screen. Do you, what do you feel, what do you hope to see like, like change in Singapore? You mean the YouTube can be YouTube, can be television, uh, basically our media media yeah. industry. Like. What uh-huh. do you think, what do you hope like in the long run what it will look like? And in the short run, what do you think can be changed so that that, that vision can, can happen? Uh-huh. Wow, yeah. Heavier, wow. heavier. It's Since you are older, to, you can ask to, like heavier. Yeah, that's right, the more mature question. No, because honestly, I yeah. feel that uh, YouTubers, right, um, cannot, because I know a lot of filmmakers. A lot of issue with um, um, filmmakers is that they have their craft, they have their stories, but they mm. don't have their platform. So a lot of times, they, they actually don't understand their audience. So YouTubers are actually the first batch of filmmakers that have their audience first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is actually an amazing, amazing leverage to have and an amazing, yeah. amazing insight to have. Yeah. That's why I think a lot of YouTubers, if they mature right, they will actually become the future of our filmmakers in, mm. in mm. Singapore, content creators in Singapore. That's why I thought it's important for, for you all to, to, to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so I guess, I mean... Got a lot of things. Uh, one mm. thing is, okay, starting with the television. Yeah. Because I think YouTube being the kind of democratic, uh, like a free platform mm. where anyone can upload their own stuff. Yeah. I think you can see different types of content coming. Uh, I wish there's more variety, which you, you're starting mm. to see also. Like, um, eh, YouTube the, feels really quiet. No, the thing is, b- the, because of like the trending tab and YouTube algorithm, you're almost seeing a lot of the same thing. Yeah. But if you dig, right, there are actually channels that are popping up that are trying to do different stuff, la, which you have to dig. The only thing is, I think starting a YouTube channel now compared to three years ago is much harder. Yeah. yeah, Because there's so much content out there. People have really subscribed to like 200 channels is another channel to subscribe. I think previously there was a point where everyone would just subscribe to everything. everything. Yeah. So now mm. growing a, a platform is different. But um, I think in terms of the mainstream media, right? I wish... Uh, Mediacorp, because there's only Mediacorp when you talk about TV, would be more willing to to take a little bit of a risk and... and well, there's Starhub and Singtel, but their range is, their audience mm. base is a lot smaller. Yeah, but I mean, Starhub and Singtel, I guess, I don't even know how to get access to those kind of things. It's, it's almost like this limited ecosystem, right? It is. It that is. from outside, as a YouTuber, you're like, eh, you're like, eh. Um, so, so, so that's... You do know that, like, HBO Asia is on Starhub. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought you meant, like, Starhub funded... Originals. Yeah, like Starhub funded originals. Yes, yeah. that's what I meant. So, so I think even then, like, uh, I guess the like the, the most accessible being MediaCorp. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so be a little Definitely. more willing to take risk and understand that not every show needs to depict every issue in a positive light. La. Because I think there's one thing about showing what really is happening and like painting the sugar-coated uh, uh, universe that isn't really Singapore. Mm. So I, I wish there could be more, more of, of that uh, I don't know whether it will change because I know uh, it being the only mm. broadcaster, no competitors, is a problem in itself. Yeah, it I wish a there's huge. Problem. Yeah, I wish. So in terms of the landscape changing, I wish there can be room for a competitor to come <laughs> because that's one big way I think the content can improve. 
don't see that happening anytime yeah. soon. But yeah. But you talk about the vision, right? The yes. dream. Yeah. That the is, dream, yes. Yeah, that, That's that the, the dream. dream. Actually, to me, yeah. a big part of it is uh, attitudes, uh, people's attitudes. Besides mm. the audience, but even the people working in the industry, how they view, like, if you tell them that you're doing a short film or you're doing your own video or something like that, there's this perception that, oh, you know, I this is my rates that I charge for doing a commercial gig outside or, or feature film. You know, yours is a short film, is it? Uh, you know, it's like, cannot afford me online, you know? Whereas, like, I know in other more mature markets, uh, people are jumping at opportunities to work on interesting short films and, and narratives with new talent because they know that that's the way that these people will grow up to become... A bigger yeah. in the future and they were they were the ones yeah. who will pull you with them you know exactly. so they give you special rates everything whereas here it's more of the reverse where it's like oh you have your own special short film thing is it or uh, this is my commercial rate if you can't afford me sorry man it's just it's just what it is la. and so the maybe there's this perception within the industry itself is that if you're not doing it for media corp you're not doing it for for some big commission like mm2 film or whatever then it's, it's some nonsense. Uh, and I'm not going to go out my way to help you. So there's no, there's nothing to give back to the community mm. to bring everyone up mm. like that. Mm. But then that's something we really enjoyed about the early days of YouTube here was that it felt like a community that was really like helping each other to, to Is that come still up. there? No? Much less so, la, I would yeah, say. Less Much so. less so. I mean, I, I, don't feel, I don't feel it. La, because yeah. I'm a starting YouTuber. Because yeah, yeah. 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 I think you came in at that time when you know, you saw a lot of like ripples in the in the scene and drama and all these things. <laughs> the politics and all. Yeah, yeah. Whereas at that time, we really, when we went to that first party, we had like 5,000 subscribers and everyone was like, hey, man, introduce, introduce. Yeah, let's, like let's meet together. You know, yeah, yeah and three potatoes. Like, hey, let's meet up. Hey, one banana. Hey, let's meet up. You know, all this kind of thing. Wow, that mm. must be a really good... Yeah, well, I keep nice, missing yeah. all the best times in media yeah. call also when I, before yeah. I went in, they were like staying back after shoot, like hanging yeah, yeah, out yeah. cameraman, director exactly, yeah, and yeah. then, you know, and then, but when I went in, it was like it's the different. end of that. Yeah, it's Why do I always yeah. miss the golden book? <laughs> so but it's, still, it's still better that you're already in it compared to like a year later, you know, someone yeah, else was trying. And yeah. then I think that's why for us, even though we were older everything, we felt there was this sense of community, community that we still felt mm-hmm. uh, going in a bit later. Lah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we don't feel it as much now. We try to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So so there are some people that like, even like Kishan, you know, who he, he, from Wa Banana, he, we actually casted him he was actually helping out with our productions initially. Way back, and yeah. somehow he ended up meeting uh, the Wa Banana director, Lingyi, in one of our shoots. And then now he's on Wa Banana and he's, you know, acting and doing quite well. I'm getting mistaken for yeah. that. <laughs> so <laughs> it happens, it happens. Yeah. So but you yeah. look like him, not he looks like you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's, now it's Why? <laughs> the young kids are like, hey, Wa <laughs> so now I didn't people want to take photo I ask them first do you know me from what channel am I which, from which video do you yeah, see they're like I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah that's not me that's not types me. of yeah. types of phone cases but yeah so there was this like giving back la, to the yeah, community that's that, nice the, I think the early 2013 2014 mm. days of uh, YouTube in Singapore had this like very big community mm. feel and then uh, Maker Studios was just coming here and like really trying to package everyone mm. together yeah. uh, now it's more like uh, okay everyone pitch for, yeah. for his own, uh, yeah. for his own. Yeah. I don't know whether that's just a consequence of the whole landscape getting more mature I don't know whether that's in other markets as well uh, I guess our approach is that we still treat content as content uh. you've got personal differences you put it aside and it's, it's all about the content uh. mm. um, that's I guess our approach um, and I think in like a Owing to that whole issue about how there's the lack of community feel, I think one thing that the Singapore industry needs is a movie or show that does well, that is not 
just another our boys to men. In yes. sense, I know what you Basically, mean. we need a Joseph schooling yes. for the movie industry. Yeah. And I think, right, I think right, that would yeah. change a lot of things because, like, you know, the example Tyrone said about how maybe in Singapore, people are less willing to take a gamble on stuff, yeah. right? It's because there's nothing they can attach themselves to that is an actual success story. There's no vision. Yeah, yeah, I think in the US, I mean, I think everyone kind of feels that, okay, maybe this project might be the next big thing because yeah. you actually see Video in game high or something. Right? Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, Kung yeah. Fury. Have you heard of Kung Fury? Yeah. Kung Fury was this movie, this short film that uh, released a trailer online. It's... It's a ridiculous show about his cop in the 70s who goes back in time to kill the Kung Fuhrer, which is Hitler, and got dinosaurs and Vikings. So they released a trailer. It's a YouTube. It started off as a one-minute trailer. They started a Kickstarter fund. It raised $10 million. It got made into a 30-minute short film. And the latest development is being turned into a feature film with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Fassbender. Mm. So you should go watch it. Everyone, just What's go Kung watch Fury? it. Kung yeah. Fury. Like Kung Fu, Kung but Fury. Kung Fury. So, so I think, and, and that's just one of the, the few examples where you see like a indie film go from zero to the Hero, big time. Yeah. And yeah. it almost makes people think like, fuck, that's possible. Right. Now, now if you ask Singapore swimmers, right, I think little kids know that if they put their heart and soul to it, they can you win an Olympic It is possible. Yeah, it's which possible. is fucking important. In Singapore, we don't have that. So people, they're thinking, why would I take a risk, do something below my rate for something that is never going to succeed? So mm. if we have one example, right, where people are actually proud of, because, okay, as much as Our Boys to Men makes a lot of money, yeah. I don't know how people feel about the quality of yeah. it and whether people are proud to tell someone from another country, yo, this is yeah. what my country produced. But if it's like, I'm, like Joseph Schooling winning a gold medal was one of the happiest days of my life. Uh, because I was like, fuck, yes, you know, like, like this is what I think Singapore has poten- potential of doing. Yeah. But in the media industry, we don't have that yet. I think stuff like Ilo Ilo is great yeah. because it still puts Singapore on the world map, but it's not a commercial success. Yes, it's not. I think Singapore... Relatively not. Yeah, yeah relatively not. Yeah. It, it, I think Singapore needs something to, like like a get out, you know, like yeah. goes fucking bonkers yeah. that instills mm. in people's minds like, shit, this is something we are capable of, which no. I think would change people's even, perception It doesn't even have to yeah. be that big. I think yeah. even yeah. for like a, like, a, like a YouTube miniseries to make it to like as much hype as like Little Nonya when it was yeah, happening. Yeah, mm. Just yeah. that level, people would be like, wait a minute, let me fund a YouTube miniseries. Yeah, let me, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I think we need that. And like yeah, you right. said, Nathan Hartono winning something in Sing China. Yeah. I think for a few months after that, like people were really proud. You know, like, yeah. and, but it's, it's one of those things that so the moment something happens, you need to build on that. Like, because the, like now I think Joseph Schooling needs to win again for people yeah. to feel that same thing. He's still winning, it's just that it's not Olympics that it's people don't Olympics. really care. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm pretty, I'm, I hope that if you ask young kids whether they believe a Singaporean can win an Olympic medal, they would say yes. La. Whereas growing up, right, the only person I knew was Tan Hao Liang. In 1963, he won right. the weightlifting medal. Yeah. But it's almost like, yeah, you need, you need that example for people to understand that it's possible. Yeah, mentally it's easier. Yeah, so yeah. like when we went to LA, we met that guy. Here's a guy who started from YouTube and is now making movies in Hollywood. And you mm. see that, you're like, holy shit, it's, it's possible. possible yeah. And I think that changes mindsets in a lot yeah. of ways. Because yeah. people just are more willing to work together to create this, more willing to take a gamble because it might be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. So I think the most important thing, Singapore needs a success story to just break through once and then other people. So it's all about breaking through, then people come up, break through, people come up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, when I say attitudes, it's generally the audience, but also the people inside the industry mm-hmm. really just realizing that they, everyone needs to do something to mm. get to that day la, when there's yeah. one success. Mindset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Like one question I like to ask people in the industry is like, what is your dream? Or what are you working yeah. towards? And quite often, you yeah. always get people like, like that law, you know, got gig next week, next month, and all that. I'm like, sometimes, I mean, I can't, 
you can't really fault them because the reality of life, like if you're married, you got kids and all that, you have commitments. But I like whenever people say, you know, like 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 for you also to step out from your comfort zone mm. and go into something new, I really respect that. Like yeah. because you, I'm sure you also have no idea what's gonna happen, right? But mm. you 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 took it in your own hands to do something and that to me, especially being in comfort zone for like a years to do that thing is something that I really respect and I yeah. and I don't see as much of it as I would like to see like, in the industry. I mean, we talked about a lot already, but yeah. what's your final end game for, for both of you? Like for MOF? Mm. Are you all trying? Yeah. Is that is the, the, the filmmaker, producer from mm. YouTube your, your goal? You are, are you trying to be that unicorn in Singapore where you create that content that proves to people that you don't need to be like on a broadcasting station? What, mm. What's the end game here? Uh, okay, I, I mean, I'll say... Yeah. Myself also, like, being, like, not the funniest guy in school last time, mm-hmm. and not the most popular, not obviously not the most handsome, all this kind of thing. Compared to... Compared to anything, of course, yeah. <laughs> the, I got no hair, everything, you know. Everything pales in comparison, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, just trying to do comedy has been such a interesting experience, like, you know, starting older, all that. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it's like, being able to use technology... Technology meaning cameras, meaning YouTube, but also meaning things like um, when we go and do pranks on people and then we, we have like a projector that show, shows a kiss cam at a bus stop and things like that. So that to me is like awesome la, that I don't have to rely on any God-given kind of things to, mm. to really make people laugh. That to me is like uh, this amazing part of this journey la, that I don't think trying anything else, whether it's acting or, or just straight out you know, uh, directing or, or would would have given me this opportunity. So, like to me, that aspect of like uh, using technology to make people laugh and make people think about things is uh, something I hope to be doing for the rest of my career and my life. Lah. And, and we, we miss your funny. Obviously, it's like that's what we are doing all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just that maybe we don't articulate it as much, and people just look mm-hmm. at us as oh YouTubers or you make yes. films or TV or that. But what we're trying to do is make people think about things laugh about things using technology and what are the tools available to us to reach people it's cameras it's, it's the internet it's YouTube but it's also a lot of other things that, like when we went for some exhibition recently that blew our mind was I think the one at the Art Science Museum Future World yeah Future yeah. World you stand in the middle of a dark room and there's a spotlight and then suddenly the projector around you just projects like, this moving universe around you and then the next thing I knew I was like whoa my head was just spinning and actually I was just standing there and I was just it's just that kind of experience that uh, only like technology probably like can really provide you like, nothing mm. else like you can't I'm sure you feel okay, oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course of course you yeah, have yeah. too many coffees yeah, yeah, yeah. You have too, too many coffees, too many coffees. Yeah. this is what you're doing right yeah. this is what you're doing <laughs> you drink coffee <laughs> yeah. you drink coffee like that <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah but yeah, exactly exactly that's how do you have fun without you know drinking too many coffees like, yeah. yeah that's what I, I hope to be doing like for wow. a good part that's of my life. That's a fantastic life. like motto. Like yeah. now I know very clearly. Yeah, yeah. Because like, the company stands for. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be YouTube five years or ten years later. Yeah. It's going to be something else. Like there was MySpace, and then there were people who were very popular in MySpace. So but, you think yeah. there will be no YouTube in five years time? We never know. Like you never you know. Never, I, yeah. I would say YouTube if like if, an AR version of YouTube or like a maybe, VR version yeah. of YouTube. Like you yeah. never know. That, right? Like a twenty-four hour version of YouTube yeah. that follows you around. Because mm-hmm. I mean, YouTube also. Yeah, I mean, they've also had a lot of problems communicating with people in the last year or so, mm. Logan Paul and everything. Mm. So th- there are a lot of people who are trying to find alternative um, places to put their content. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's possible that it won't be around then. So that's why if you, you ask me, should we, should we define ourselves as YouTubers? 
it's actually kind of like, mm. is that really something that will define your whole life? La, yeah. Or is it just one chapter of it? Uh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and part YouTuber. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would say to add on to that, like yeah. the end goal for me, I mean, it's, it's similar in the sense that uh, I think like uh, the, the technology is the medium, but mm. what I want to be doing is creating content, be it through live events, be it through toys, be it through games, be it through movies, TV shows, that kind of really leave, like impacts people emotionally. Like. In a sense, there's so much content out there that you watch right now and you just veg out, you're like, oh, and then you leave. But like, just really uh, making stuff that I don't make them laugh like crazy or think like crazy is what I want to do. Like. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so like, I mean, that's where live events, it's a different medium, but it's another way of interacting with people. Uh, like toys, we have some ideas for toys and games that we have parked on, yes. parked for the longer term stuff. In essence, it's almost like a comedy empire of some sort where we are creating movies, TV shows. Comedy is connecting yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Correct, yeah. Comedy, yeah. Uh, movies, TVs, live events, toys, and whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, a theme park, which would be awesome. It could be a tech yeah. company for all yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 so. yeah Last exactly. year, we built our own escape room, but it was yeah. our video, but it was yeah. a le- legit escape room. Yeah, which we, we didn't even expect to turn out like a legit escape room. Yeah. After that, we built it in one day with a set builder. We filmed for two days and then we tore it down in four hours. Then we were like, what a waste. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Could have, it could have run for like a month, two months and then we just ticketed it and all yeah. that, you know. So, so it's like, but that, it was all joined together by comedy. Like you walk in the escape room, you laugh, you know, you're oh God, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. you, then you watch a video of it like a month later, it's funny, you know. So all these are connected with comedy and we use technology and all these things to like be the medium mm. to, to, for all this to go. And then even our live event on Valentine's Day, uh, it's something we did with a projector and given that there was so much of this mushy romantic stuff on Valentine's Day, ours was an anti-Valentine's Day show. Yeah. So we had it for yeah, like one hour and like honestly, we, we were such short notice. a live show? Live show. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it sold out. So oh, like yeah, before that, uh, like we had never done a live event before and we, it was such short notice because the slot just opened up with a projector. And we wanted to work with them, they wanted to work with us. They said, do you have an idea? We're like, yeah, uh, do you want to do it? We're like, we're, like, we're thinking, fuck, we have this other shoot, yeah. never mind. Let's just fucking do it. And we put something together and yeah, it was actually very well received. Like 10 minutes before the show, we were having technical issues with yeah. some wireless connection. But we also wanted to make it very informal. So I was drinking beer on stage and like there was a bar in the cinema, people were throwing spoons and all. So that, and we also had an element of technology because we recorded uh, a footage beforehand. We would play it, pause it, ask the audience what they think would happen next. We play it and then they would throw spoons with a reaction. So at I, you? Yeah, at me, yeah. At, at Terrence, at yeah, other yeah. people. So, so yeah. there were like, we gave out like 20 spoon, plastic spoons to each person who went in. And what, what we were trying to do differently is every performance you see right now, there's an audience and a performer. Yeah. We just wanted to kind of blur Close the line. line. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think it went very well. So we are already talking to the projector about other stuff we want to do. Like, because that to us is another platform of reaching out to people. So, wow. so it's across the board like, because each of these projects, they have different timelines mm. and the movie might happen in two years' time. The event, it happened in three weeks. This video, some video we film next week will come out next week. So, so, but we're also very cautious of spreading ourselves too thin like, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is why we have all the stuff we want to do and slowly we are moving the needle. Like. But the core is we need to keep our business running. Sure. So, mm. that's why everything we do, it is, you have to think about, okay, is this pushing us closer towards our goal? Like? Mm. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's the dream. Yeah. Very clear. The, the, empire. Empire. the empire. Awesome. Empire. 
How about yourself? Like? Like? Yeah. Maniac, like. <laughs> 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 sitting behind a wizard of Oz, like. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yourself, do you see that 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 possible pathway between, like you know, uh, acting and YouTube, and then into something that can be like a fully. For me, when I first, uh, I just I tried YouTube, uh, like online content about four years ago. I didn't know mm. anything. I just put random stuff because yeah. I really foresee that television is gonna die, and yeah. then like it's going to be something online, you know, I don't know whether it's YouTube or whatever it is, but yeah. I was still very conservative, right? So mm-hmm. I only just randomly put some photos and then I slowly moved from there and only, I would say like for my company, Candy Media, it really started going last year in maybe March or May. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we are about a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then initially my thought was just to um, build this so that I actually have leverage to take on bigger projects. Like, yeah. So basically like how like uh, when you did Scent it's because yeah. you had yeah. like a leverage that oh yeah. you are a YouTuber people recognize yeah. you and yeah. they've seen your work. So I wanted to do that as well. So because I don't have, if I if I cannot count on television to raise my profile then yeah. I need to do something else. Right? That was my initial idea. But I'm also from film school. I'm from yeah. FSV yeah. Uh, in Yan. So and then I started creating content and I started watching more stuff. Once yeah. I am not with MediaCorp I also start to watch stuff from different stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I realized that the power of being a content creator is mm. so yeah. humongous, yeah. you know. Yeah. And now I'm just, con- I want to make content that can change the world with value, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. with value. I'm not the funniest person in the world, but um, like our motto is that we will only create content with value. So yeah. if it's like, you know, 10 people that sit around the table, we won't, we won't do that. We will yeah. do something that, you know, either promotes like family bonding like mm. uh, understanding nature whatever it is you know as long as yeah. it's, it adds value to the, the audience yeah. and then I want to also like you all make um, make content uh, on film on television documentaries yeah. whatever I, I love doing uh, I love travelling the world and doing like letting people see more things rather than just you know Eiffel Towers and Great Wall of China yeah, yeah. but exactly. you know like uh, Rigi Yates on Netflix yeah. he, he does like extreme stuff like going to a, a place where I have like 200 cases of stabbing cases in a night and then he go and be a junior ER doctor there. Oh, really? oh, it's yeah. fucking amazing wow. you need to catch it and he's, yeah. he's British and he's black and then yeah. he goes to like he just goes to like the weirdest like all the wrong places yeah, 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 he's yeah. black right and he's being like yeah like like neo-nazi like rallies yeah. and then he's there oh, and really? like yeah. fucking wow. hell in Russia Crazy. what's the show it's called uh, v- Reg- uh, he's called Reggie Yates Y-A-G-E-S and then the show is called Outside Men Whoa. Second season, so he, and he doesn't he doesn't cry or he just basically tells you how he feels like, mm. like if he's pissed off he, you can see he's pissed off he doesn't yeah. hide it and the camera kind of just rolls and follow him mm. and then they edit it into something very raw and real that's something I'm personally very interested also mm. like yeah, just yeah. show Singaporeans we are very like our perspective mm. you know we're always yeah, shown yeah. the same thing over and mm. over again yeah, we yeah. don't dare to we don't dare to have a very original conversation or very honest conversation about anything yeah, 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 even yeah. the simplest thing we cannot talk about anything that is like uh, uh, yeah, touch yeah. our sensitive spot so I, I kind of want to just promote that like what we are doing we just talk yeah. about things that yeah. Are, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Just and I want to promote that and, and let people know that it's okay yeah. to just yeah. talk you know? in fact we need to talk about yeah we, need, we desperately well. we need, need to talk, talk. if not I will be bored to my death yeah. I'm just very bored here sometimes like very very bored I talk to people mm. like yeah. can we just talk about something like, <laughs> yeah. like real for once yeah. Yeah. so for me I want uh, I want to do that and uh, I've never thought of the tech side but I think I opened my eyes to that like yeah. to me because I'm, I'm very media based mm. right? mm. so I'm always talking about creating uh, films for different platforms or online yeah. for Netflix or whatever but but now after talking to you I, I think like yeah you're right it shouldn't be yeah. limited to any yeah. platform and this tech is changing so fast that content. Like, like if you go to the future worlds which I generally do is recommend is it still around it's still, yeah, still yeah. going, still oh, going yeah, to yeah, June. Go. like that one room right it really blew my mind because uh, there were four, four projectors mm. you, you've been there you see it 
Yeah, so you literally stand in the center and the four projectors kind of blend into each other. So the whole thing is project projection. Uh. Then it starts moving and like, yeah, it's oh. just a very otherworldly oh, experience. Right, I can like, imagine uh, that. Like, yeah, and like it shows you how subjective your perspective yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And we were thinking like, fuck, if we just project like, let's say you want to talk about anything, uh, like what it feels like to be in a, in war torn Syria or something. You mm. put that, it's so immersive, right? Yeah. And it's not mm. maybe as jarring as VR because you can see your hands, yeah. but the whole thing. Ooh, I came out of it, I was like, holy crap, that was amazing. And that, yeah. that one thing really just, again, made me think the possibilities are endless. Uh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It, is, it is endless. Yeah. Okay, what do you think are, um, who do you think should be doing, okay, I wouldn't say YouTube, but should be joining us in this mm. journey to mm. make content? And who should and who shouldn't? You mean individuals? Individuals. Or? Individuals. Like people. I mean, there are a lot of people who want to be YouTuber, I want yeah. to be the next Casey Neistat, whatever. Uh. Who, who, who do you think are the people who should be content creators and who do you think like you know don't even try um, hmm. as in you want like names of people no or, no no or, like or if I'm a, if oh. I'm like a like a normal person watching this you know like, and I'm thinking so should I join should I be a YouTuber should I be a content creator hmm. yeah actually I wouldn't say no to anyone mm-hmm. I would say if anyone has the slightest inkling of doing something just make your first video okay yeah because the I think like growing up uh, like our time where TV at one point was the be all and end all of having like uh, content right mm-hmm. you knew you had to get an agent you had to audition now with YouTube right you can film a video with your phone uh, there have been entire movies now being made with your phone yes. and you're uploading on YouTube and I think the biggest obstacle is uploading your first video on YouTube right? even for us it took us like two years of talking about it for until we finally got our friends together and we filmed our first video like. But after that, when you know it's possible, just try lah. So I would say everyone should be encouraged. I would encourage everyone to try creating content. Mm. Uh, don't don't cut yourself off. And then, of course, if you want to create content, make do it as a living. You have to be very strategic lah. Like this whole mindset of find your passion and money will come. I think mm. it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, I think I think it over romanticizes romanticizes the concept of working for passion mm. because for every one person who follows his passion and becomes successful right there are a thousand people who maybe just didn't even tens of thousands yeah then, they, then they just have a shit life uh. and like there's this one book that's written by Cal Newport which is called So Good They Can't Ignore You where he studies his people who made a jump from one career to the other and basically his findings showed that anyone who has made a jump from one career to another and made it successful right it's not because they had passion it's because whether consciously or subconsciously they were doing stuff that built up their skill set for their next passion. So I would say anyone who wants to jump into content creation, whatever you're doing before you jump, try and test waters a bit. Uh, because the whole thing, the romantic ideal of following your passion and money will come, right? Is a very... I don't believe in it. Lah. And I think the whole thing about find something you love and you'll never work a day in your life can also be very misguided. Mm. Because, like, I mean, I love what, what I do, but there are days where I just want to just not do it. I don't want to... A lot of it. days, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm. And like, but if you think that oh shit, this saying said, if I have to work a day in my life, means I'm not doing what I love, this is not what I'm doing, I love, fuck this shit. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, this one has to be the long-term game and you need to realise that nothing great, there's a saying, right, nothing great ever comes easy. So I think, if anyone who's wanting to try it, you need to realise that, yeah, it is not easy, creative is not an overnight thing. For every overnight success you see, there are a million other people who are working their ass off to get that same level of success. Yeah, Mm. so that would be my, my general answer to your question if that answers your question it does yeah. mm. I think mm. further down the rabbit hole is yeah. 
anybody, especially young people who feel like they're not good enough or don't have a voice or they, they're not the most popular people in school, right? Because mm. I think going on YouTube and, and letting your audience find you is a very big part of the, the beauty of it. I think when our audience found us, there was this instant connection uh, and then mm. that's where we grew very fast. In fact, we were I, I, our history was that we were doing videos for like two years or something <laughs> before anything actually got traction. Before there so was, MOF was was already running for two we years. We started it as a side thing in November yeah. 2011 when we both had different jobs. Uh. Yeah. Every two, three months we make a video. Oh, right. yeah. like 200 views. Like, hey, 200 then, people watch yeah, our video. Then, yeah. then people are like, hey, I really like that video. It was really funny, you know. But like, you know, like it's, it's not really something that I would share. I wouldn't yeah, share yeah, with my friends. Correct, correct, yeah. So, so that's... What the fuck? <laughs> say something like that. Yeah, not, what a horrible no, human no, being. No, no, yeah. Yeah, because because I can't put it on my Because you all talk Facebook. about sex. Yeah, sex jokes and all my, okay, my but, Facebook yeah. friend list and all my church church friends. Uh, so. oh, yeah. Wow, very Singapore. So for two years, it was like that. In fact, three November 2011, our first viral video was January. Two years, two Months, uh, two years uh, plus January so, 2014 yeah but th- when you f- suddenly find an audience and then the audience like has finally discovered you there's this electric thing uh, and it just motivates you to want to do more mm. and your audience just keeps encouraging you yeah. so so, so mm. starting from like if you're like someone who feels like you want to say something but seems like nobody around you ever laughs at the jokes that you're telling or like your parents kind of feel like you're talking about your own story it's true it's true it's true it's true what did I hit? yeah yeah like, like it's that <laughs> yeah. kind of thing where we feel like hey this is that funny and then we tell people then they're like oh okay. yeah it's like uh, I imagine yeah. you're before pre-MOF it's like two loser friends hey you're that funny you know we share each other like, hey you're very funny no we've all had experiences where we are with our friends right we put something on the TV say it is fucking funny we watch it and like I'm loving it. Then look at my friends like, what is this? Already, right? like, what the fuck is this? Like, I love this. Why yeah. don't you like yeah, it? Yeah, there was one time, I think before we started this, I organized like an event where I got a bunch of random people, including my friends, where we watched one hour of my favorite YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine that? I organized friends an event. must hate you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and 30 minutes in, people were not liking it. I was like, oh my God, look at this fucking awesome. Yeah. And then I looked like people, yeah, they weren't enjoying it. Yeah. And like, there are so many of my friends who are funnier than me in real life. I wouldn't even consider myself that funny a person in real life. And I, really yeah, this funny. is maybe like after years of holding my craft. Uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would tell people like even the worst. What's the worst case if you upload something shitty? No one mm. sees it. Like. Mm. If you get right, two yeah. views, it just mean two people saw a shitty thing. Like. But the upside is maybe hundred thousand people might see your video. Because I think wow, that's like, a really positive. Yeah, because whenever mm. people want to upload, they think, oh my god, I'm going to put it on the internet. So Everyone might see it. They're if everyone sees it, it, that's awesome. But chances are, no one will see it. Like, so what's the downside? <laughs> yeah. Like? It's yeah. not really a downside. It's just nobody sees it. Yeah, nobody you don't it. lose anything. So, yeah. so, so yeah. What's, the, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, everyone should try if they feel like, try, yeah. if they feel themselves oh, in that situation. You are so positive. Let me get some of this positive <laughs> energy. <laughs> yeah. okay, but but don't, not, those people who want to do it just to become famous like Tianhao or what? It's not yeah. easy. Yeah. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say don't do it. I'm just saying if that's the motivation it's going to be very painful and, and yeah. it's going to yeah. it's going to be a lot less yeah. enjoyable and if you stick your ego to your num- the numbers yes, yeah, it's exactly. going to be a, it's tough. Yeah, you, you're, hard, you're, hard 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 yeah. yeah, you'll be even it. more depressed yeah. than when you started yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the long term game I have to understand it's long term game right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay last yeah. off um, you get to ask a question to the audiences it can be any question it can be a serious one it can be a really stupid dumb shit one Anything, it's almost like a survey where you can get okay. answers. Yeah. Some then the audience will get to, to comment. Comment. Oh, in okay, the comments. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It can be about anything, right? 
anything. Okay, I have a question. Sure. Yeah. Like, and you can have one each, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah must have one each. No, because I read this article yesterday or something about this this European girl, 18-year-old girl, who sold her virginity for 2.4 million to a Hong Kong businessman. USD? Yeah. And like, there's like, the people are like on either side, like, how can you do this? You're fucking being uh, like, uh, you're... You're cheapening yourself and all. But her rationale was that I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose my virginity anyway to someone and he might be the biggest douchebag in the world. Why not do this and I want to study at Oxford. And I was like, You live in a different world. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, what I feel about it. Uh, but it's an interesting debate. Like. So right. to all you people out there, what do you think? Mm. <laughs> I don't know whether that's the kind of question you That's have. exactly the kind of question awesome. I uh, want. Yeah, I, was, I read it yesterday and the whole day today I've been thinking, hmm. I think yeah. Like, is there anything wrong? Actually, I know. I I I would, I would uh, You would. Sell I would sell my ass. Oh. <laughs> if yeah. I I mean, if I could provide for my family, yeah. If I know that I could provide for my family in one go, and you know it's safe and everything. Yeah. And I her would, rationale is that anyone who can fork out two point four million dollars, and she she works with an agency that apparently does this. So there's a verification yeah. process, like oh, disease. It's like a legit thing. Yeah, like. and like you have to go through an interview process and also. Like, yeah, in her defense, like, you could lose your virginity to someone at a one-night stand in a bar to some yeah. fucking asshole. The odds of that is pretty high, actually. Yeah, so why not lose it to someone who's going to give me money to sustain my education? Yeah. Pro- okay, giving her the benefit of the doubt that she will and not using it on drugs or something. Like. So I was just yeah. thinking, like, actually... So hmm. your question is, should... What do people you, think? Like, no, do you is there anything not? wrong? Is there anything, is there anything wrong? wrong? Is there because wrong? people, they have whole, one side saying, it's terrible, you know, you're one of your moral values, you know, all that. But the other side, like... It's her body, she can do what she wants. And exactly. not say she's, she's of the legal age. You know, mm-hmm. she, she can even go through psychiatric tests and all that, which is what I think they subject the buyers to. Yeah. So, I'm still wrapping my head around it. Part of me right now thinks, I don't think it's wrong. Mm. Uh, it's not a business that I would want to be part of or anything, but yeah. there are a lot of businesses out there that I want to be part yeah. of, but you can't accept that. You, can, you have to accept that. Yeah, they do fulfill right. a demand. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think... I mean, yeah. to me, it's like, as long as you don't hurt anybody. Yeah, and she's not under age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's it, not breaking any law. So. Yeah, and it's not going to be... It's, it's going to be regulated. They're going to be checked. They're going to yeah. go through psychiatric tests and all. Assuming all that happens, uh, yeah. I don't see any issue. But The only issue is that, like, you don't really know if it ends there. Yeah. That's the only, like, to me, it's practical. It's not a yeah. moral ethic thing, but like, how do you know, like, that's mm. the end of the whole thing? Like, is there, he's a rich guy, and you know, what yeah. if he likes you, and then. But you if know, maybe even if they, something comes out of that and they get married and they have a wonderful life together? Mm. Uh, yeah, but, but the, it, could, it could turn messy. Oh, yeah. The it odds could, it of could. it turning messy is there. That, that's yeah. my only mm. concern. Yeah. If there isn't that concern, then if, it's not ethics and morals. It's basically if she chooses to do that and if she wants, to, if it's going to fund her study yeah. and feed, like, how many mouths and everything, I, I feel. Because you could argue that. Everyone who gets married, it could turn out messy. My brother went into a, div- uh, he got divorced. Yeah. yeah. So, but this one is like, yeah. yeah. I have to bring my brother into I it. Think like, I think I'm going to get a lot of comments. I didn't ask I'm just saying, yeah. Any kind of commitment like that can turn messy. So, what yeah, difference sure. is this from the rest? Okay. So, yeah, I will end there. Okay. Mine's a very, very family friendly kind of married No, married not question, after that question. <laughs> Mine's a deep philosoph- philosophical question that okay, we've debated sure. about. Okay, before. Can you switch off the camera uh, now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's say you're, you're, you're taking MRT and then there's a very young attractive lady uh-huh. wearing a bareback dress mm. with, a, with a bra and on the bra strap there's a price tag on it the bra is visible uh. the bra is visible the, the, there's, on the back uh, there's a price tag on it would you go and tell the person hey there's a price tag on your bra 
Or would you just like... Bare back, so the back of the strap can be seen. Yeah, the yeah, back yeah. of the strap. And being a guy, like, that was what we were doing. Yeah, this was a real, yeah. a real thing that was yeah. we happened to us before and then we were like, oh, oh shit. And so... That person doesn't have very good fashion sense. Yeah, exactly. But it's not, beyond fashion beyond sense, fashion it's sense, like, yeah. do, you, are you, do you want to tell her so that she doesn't embarrass herself further? And it's literally a debate we had. Because it, yeah, it happened in front of us. It was right in front of us. No, because on the escalator, <laughs> yeah, she was in front of me. I just happened to glance, and we were both on the same step. Then we were like, "Oh, well, yeah, it was that." Well, do what, you? What, what do we do? do, we or do we <laughs> so what do y'all do? Uh, Ignore it. I'm sure. No. Okay, so like, I was more like, I don't think it's we should tell her because. To me, it's like the girl will know that we were looking at her back and mm. how that feel. Not the back, there's a bra strap. Yeah, the bra uh, strap, yeah. So, but yeah. then your perspective bad, was... My perspective was like, uh, I mean, for the person, I feel for the person. It's like, if you've got something in your lip, do you want people to tell you, right? You know, like food or what? So to me, it's like, I mean, it's it's just something that happens to be on something you're wearing. That's a great question. Yeah. So you can tell that person, but how do you do it such that you're not creepy and obvious yeah. that you're staring at, at yeah. the back and all that so in the end he did go and tell her yeah we did yeah. I did yeah he did no, no I didn't <laughs> but her reaction also she was like, still oh, like shit. yeah yeah she was still like that so after that that's why we were like should I have done that because yeah. it might have made her feel oh, uncomfortable. really creeped yeah, exactly. out I guess if you were a girl it would have been easier exactly yeah, but, but we guy, were, yeah, two, yeah, two, two guys <laughs> and like I would I mean I think like act gay or something. <laughs> Maybe it's more comfortable, more feminine, you know. I mean, one thing we both, I guess, uh, agreed on very consciously or subconsciously was better a Chinese guy tell her than a hairy Indian dude. Uh. <laughs> was it? Was it? He's a Chinese guy. I don't know. A Chinese girl, lah. Yeah, Chinese girl. Yeah. Chinese it's just yeah. I don't know. It just feels like in society today, unfortunately, there is there will be the con- misconception, lah. Maybe maybe it's the size it of the eyes. It also sounds like you two think like way too much over silly things. Yeah, we <laughs> like, think a lot about that. But the size of eyes, like you go, they'll be like, excuse me, there's yeah. something on your bra. Your bra. Your bra got something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she'll go yeah. Like, like this way. When it's on me, I'll be like, excuse me, there's something on your bra. The it's small so eyes, like, oh, yeah, yeah. fellow Chinese, okay? Yeah, fellow Chinese. It's so nice, yeah. you know, small eyes. No, but even so... then, like her reaction was a bit alarmed and she had to, she won't be able to take it off from the time she walks from there to the restroom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So for the rest of that time, she might be thinking, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. So yeah, even right now talking about it, I think the best thing we what we both agreed on yeah. like, would be to tell a girl, another random stranger, yeah. to, tell, to her. tell her. But that was so hard. That's so weird. It's like, hey, I, hey, I tell you ah. It's like, what are you telling It is a hard situation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think, okay, let's wait for the answers. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I might just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but is that what, what you want to be in life you know yeah. like you see something yeah. wrong and then you don't say anything because you yeah, know. so even now I'm thinking like what, if it happens to me in real life again what would I, I think I would still tell someone but yeah. that one also I don't know <laughs> yeah see that's our deep philosophical that's our deep philosophical question <laughs> so difficult but the real question is how much is the bro didn't get that close that one that one unless it's like really staring at you in your face yeah yeah. Uh, okay, great, fantastic. Uh, yeah. That's cool. end of your thank you so much, man. Okay. Okay. Thank you, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Enjoyable. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah.